Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Up next, CJ Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Right now, I gotta say, I'm feeling a little bit politically homeless. I'm still conservative, as conservative as ever. Maybe that's why I'm feeling political homeless, because it seems as if the Republican Party has forgotten its roots. It's forgotten how to fight. Hi, guys. I'm CJ Pearson. Welcome to Episode 9 of CJ Pearson Uncensored. So last week, I know I kind of told you guys that, like, that was going to be the last episode of CJ Pearson Uncensored for the year. Well... News? Um, I lied. Uh, it's not because I don't know why I fooled myself into thinking that I guess there we would just run out of things to talk about in 2020 um, because 2020 has proven itself to be anything but a year of normalcy. Like things will probably happen up until the end. I like uh, posted on Snapchat like yesterday. I was like, just kind of realize that surviving 2020 itself was accomplishment of its own. So like, if you did that, like praise yourself like you deserve it you are an og you won the year um and then one of my friends slid up there like cj like the year's not over like it's still going like let's not speak too soon i was like i was like shit yeah you're kind of right you're kind of right in the last week we've seen so much stuff happen and a lot of stuff that's honestly actually made me really mad i am mad because it really has shown that the political leadership in this country is fundamentally broken that we have elected people who genuinely don't give a damn about us to positions of power that they don't deserve. I saw what happened with this COVID bill, which was so-called supposed to provide COVID relief. And I'm just like confused because I'm like, in what way is this actually like relief? Here in America, we've seen in blue states, people have their businesses closed down. We've seen people have their hours reduced if their jobs not completely eliminated altogether. We've seen people get arrested for mask mandates and all these things. Our country has become an absolute shit show. The survival rate of COVID is 99.98%. And if you want to really see people lose their mind, tell them to round up when you say that number, by the way, right? Um, But no, like seriously, like no one's diminishing the seriousness of COVID. COVID is real. COVID 
is unfortunate. And to everyone who's lost a loved one because of COVID, my heart goes out to you. But guys, here's another reality. People die every single year because of the flu. They die every single year because of suicide. They die every single year because of so many things. We don't shut down the world because of it. Because if we did that every single time, a lot of people started dying because of a certain thing or a certain ailment, our society would cease to function. It would never go on. And so I've kind of reached this point where it's like, guys, COVID's real, COVID's terrible, but we need to push forward. As a society, as a country, as a community, like we need to push forward. But the reality of it is, is that because of the hysteria we allow to be whipped up in this country, a lot of people had their livelihood severely impacted, right? A lot of people lost hope. They weren't able to give their kids the Christmas they're used to, if they were even able to give their kids Christmas at all. And so a lot of people were looking forward to this relief bill because it was going to give them the ability to provide for their families, unlike they'd been really able to do all this year. And then leaders of Congress got together in the back rooms of Capitol Hill and decided that they are only worth $600. That's all that they would get. And they thought that the American people would just line up and get on their knees and say, well, thank you, Leader Pelosi, and thank you, Leader McConnell, for all of your graciousness. You are so, so giving. And I'm no weeds legal in D.C., so I'm just going to assume, giving them the benefit of the doubt, that they were high when they made this bill. There is no way you make this bill sober. There is no way that you can go with a straight face, look the American people in the eye, and say, hey, guys. I'm going to give you $600 to compensate for the eight months of just absolute bullshit we have put y'all through. And that's it. I know you guys will love us for it. But nevertheless, you know, the president rejects that bill. He says, you know, this is ridiculous. Like, these people have been going through it. Absolutely going through it. We are not giving them just $600. Like, that's absurd, especially not in a bill that relegates billions of dollars to foreign countries that don't even like us that aren't even fans of America, that go out in the streets and actually chant death to America. There is no way we give them billions of dollars and we say to the American people, you only get 600. And then, of course, the Democrats in Congress are like, well, okay, you know, we actually support this a long, long time. But then you see in actual headlines in the news that it was Nancy Pelosi who said that, well, 600 wasn't all that we wanted, but it's still pretty significant. Significant to who? Significant to the minimum wage worker who doesn't have a job anymore, lost all their hours because your people, Pelosi, decided to shut down every restaurant because of a virus that, again, has a survival rate of 99.98%. Is it significant to them? The kid who works at that restaurant, who pays their own college tuition, is it significant to them? Is it significant to the single mother of three children who works a job all by herself, is the breadwinner for her family, who had her job entirely eliminated? Is it significant to them? Because Nancy Pelosi, I understand that you live in the poshest, most luxurious, exclusive neighborhood of San Francisco, so maybe you might think that it's significant in real America. But after the past few months, what the American people went through, it isn't. You know, it's really, it's, it's one of the same. This fight has really made clear that this isn't about left versus right, really. It's about people that love this country and love the people in it and people that are just high on their horse who really can't remember what it's like to be an everyday American because they've been in Washington so long. And it's a shame. The way I see it in this entire COVID relief battle, McConnell and Pelosi, just one of the same. The president has asked for a simple bill that simply votes on the COVID relief payments and it 
An up and down vote is all that that requires. And for some reason that still hasn't happened. And I'm starting to wonder why. I'm really confused about that. But I digress. Then we also have a new development in the fight to stop the steal. You know, we've covered that extensively here on the podcast um, because it's an important discussion to have. But it's reached a new frontier. On January 6th, the president has invited his supporters to come to Washington, to send on to Washington, and has called it uh, the wildest protest to be. And guys, I've got to tell you, as someone who has been very anxiously trying to book my flight and travel arrangements for it, it definitely is shaping up to be just that. And when I tell you that like almost every hotel in DC is booked up, um, almost every flight out of my hometown of Augusta has been booked. Like it's insane. Like I literally had to like, I got the worst flight in the history of flights. It's like a crazy layover. Um, but I had to be there. I had to be there. I'm looking forward to speaking in DC on the steps of the Capitol um, on January 6th urging Congress to do the right thing, to not accept fraud, and encourage legislators like Jody Heiss, who we're actually interviewing later on in the show, um, to lead the fight to not certify the Electoral College results. Guys, we cannot accept fraudulent election results, right? And when there is voter fraud, that makes the entire batch of results fraudulent. Guys, one illegal vote is one illegal vote too many. And thankfully, there are allies in Congress who believe just that. You actually have the constitutional power, and I would even say duty and obligation, to do something about it. And they intend to do just that. Jody Heiss joins us next, and he'll tell us a little bit more about that. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. 
Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hi guys, this is CJ Pearson. Welcome back to CJ Pearson Uncensored. And it's always exciting when I get to have people on the podcast who I've admired for so long, who've personally inspired me, but also people who are from my home state who are doing uh, such incredible work on behalf of the country, on behalf of the conservative movement, and are really leading the fight uh, for this president in in so many ways. Um, I'm actually fortunate enough to live not too far away from this uh, congressman's district. Um, Literally, if I lived maybe like a street over, I would be in Congressman Heiss's district. But um, a uh, big fan of my congressman, too, who I do hope will be joining the fight with Congressman Heiss um, to really fight to stop the steal um, by objecting to the electors um, and the absurdification of the Electoral College um, in the upcoming vote uh, that will be happening in early January. Now, Congressman Heiss is, of course, a member of the Freedom Caucus uh, within the House of Representatives. He's been elected since, I believe, 2014. And ever since then, he has been truly leading the fight uh, for conservatism in so many ways. Now, it's earned him a lot of enemies on the left, uh, but it has certainly earned him a lot of fans on the right. And so without further ado, Congressman Heiss, thank you so much for taking the time. Well, CJ, thank you. You're very kind in your words and your introduction. But listen, it is all my honor to be here with you. Thank you for your voice and for keeping the torch ablaze. We, uh, we, we need you out there and we're grateful that you're doing what you do. That means a lot, Congressman. Thank you so much. And I've got to tell you, as someone who is 18 years old and actually had the honor of being um, one of the nominees to the Electoral College for Georgia this past year, um, it really does mean a lot to me as, as a constituent and, and as someone who has been active in the Stop the Steal battle, to see someone like yourself doing whatever it takes to ensure that there is integrity returned back um, to the way that we conduct elections. Everything from calling um, for accountability from the Georgia Secretary of State um, to doing what you're doing in Congress, you have truly been at the forefront of this issue. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you know, your involvement in all of this and what kind of led you to be so vocal um, as you are? Yeah, sure. You know, really the obvious was the obvious. I, like millions of other people in Georgia and across the nation for that matter, sat on November 3rd as the election results came in. President Trump was soaring uh, throughout the the, uh, entire nation. It looked as though a massive red wave was coming. And in fact, it did. When you look at it, not a single, this is a stunning, not a single Republican incumbent lost in the entire nation. And that is in regard to the, the federal race of the House of Representatives. Not a single Republican incumbent loses. Uh, that night, we're seeing across the board massive gains uh, in, the, in the Republicans, uh, people rejecting the socialist Marxist agenda of the radical Democrats right here in Georgia. We're watching President Trump soar. And then all of a sudden at about 10.30 p.m., 
we get word that there is a water main break in Fulton County, that they have shut down the county. They're sending poll watchers home, and then everything collapses. We wake up the next day only to find out that some 200,000 votes were dumped overnight in favor of Joe Biden and everything changes. And of course, the president supposedly ends up losing Georgia by about 12,000 votes. I mean, you could smell a rat from the very beginning. I can go back even further than that, CJ. The entire Georgia congressional delegation in March had a conference call with Secretary of State Raffensperger urging him urging him not to send out uh, applications for absentee ballots to everyone on the voter registration list. We knew, everyone knew, that was a disaster waiting to happen. He did it anyway. Look, the voter registration list is probably co close to 10% inaccurate. So, you know, we're looking at hundreds of thousands of individuals who received ballots, or at least requests for ballots, who are not eligible to vote. Voter fraud was everywhere, everywhere in this election. Uh, and I could go down a whole list of, of things for you, but that's what got me started. I watched it the night of the third, and I knew on that night, this was a fraudulent election taking place in Georgia. And so we've been fighting it ever since then. Yeah, definitely, Congressman. And I think what you notice is what a lot of Americans notice. Um, and, and I've talked about it frequently on this podcast here is that it absolutely amazes me when you just look at it, just using common sense. I don't know how anyone with a serious face can explain to me how Joe Biden received more votes than Barack Obama, right? Love him or hate him, disagree with him on all you want. Um, the idea that someone as unexciting and uninspiring as Joe Biden can receive more votes than the first black president of the United States just doesn't make much sense. And then you look at other issues in, in, in total about the fact that Donald Trump actually won more states, increased his uh, share of support among minorities, among black voters, and, and so many other minority groups, but still somehow managed to lose the presidency is something that just doesn't make much sense. And, and it's really fueled by what you're talking about here, you know, the use of things like Dominion and, and the Smartmatic voting machines that were actually rejected by states like Texas, um, but were somehow for some reason still used here in the state of Georgia. You know, in your conversations with the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, has he given any defenses to why he decided to use uh, things like Dominion or why he did, like you said, decide to mail out these absentee ballot applications to every single person um, on the voter registration list in spite of the fact that, like you said, there are tons of inaccuracies, tons of people who've moved out of state, moved out of the district, therefore rendering them ineligible to vote? Uh, no, there's no uh, real explanation. And, and I will say that we were not the only ones urging him not to do it. There were many, many, many other people advising him not to do it, but he did it anyways. And, and by the way, the fact that he even did it in itself, I'm convinced is illegal. The only ones who can change election law in this state is the state legislature. And he totally bypassed the legislature and changed election law by sending out request for absentee ballots to everyone on the voter registration list, that is changing the law. He also had uh, drop-off boxes put out in different places. Uh, he had no authority to make that decision, and of course that became the hub of ballot harvesting in the state of Georgia. And so you go down a whole list of things and there were illegal activities, but you know, at the end of the day, he, he came up with this consent decree with Stacey Abrams and company, 
uh, because they were still screaming that Georgia had suppressed votes two years ago and uh, he needed to fix it. And so this was the remedy that, that they agreed to, but again, it was illegal. Only the state legislature could make these kinds of decisions. And so again, that is yet another reason why the votes here in Georgia should be questioned and the electoral votes that were presented should be decertified because from the very beginning, this was an illegal uh, election, the way it was handled and the way it was managed. That's why I f- fully agree there. And, you know, one thing that stands out to me about you, Congressman, is, you know, you've been, uh, you know, in Georgia politics, a voice even before you were in Congress. Uh, but of course, when you were elected, I'm sure that, you know, you've campaigned alongside um, folks like Secretary Raffensperger and other statewide GOP officials. Uh, but in this fight, you have not hesitated to call him out um, over what many have seen is his inexplainable desire uh, to pander to the left and and seek validation from folks at CNN, folks like Stacey Abrams. And for me, I think that's what separates a lot of people in the Republican Party today. The people that are willing to fight or the people that are willing to roll over, the people that are career politicians and the people that are actually patriots and public servants. But it has to be a little weird, right? You know, um, you know, you campaigned alongside him not too long ago. um, And now you've become kind of one of his fiercest critics. Tell us a little bit about what kind of what being in that position feels like for you as a sitting GOP official? Well, you know, it is uncomfortable, but I'm sure it's very uncomfortable for him too. And I did. I stumped for him. I had fundraisers for him. I spoke in his behalf. I tried to urge people to go out and vote for him. Uh, But to be very honest, he has done an extremely poor job as a Secretary of State. He has uh, taken the law upon himself, uh, for which he had no authority to do, and is absolutely led us in the most disastrous election in our state's history, I would, would argue. And now, at such a critical point in our nation, uh, it's one of the, the, the biggest disasters in national election history. And now we're coming up on the Senate election, which we all know hangs the balance, not only the Senate, but the balance of the direction of our country, be it for liberty or be it for Marxism and socialism. And that should never have even, we we shouldn't even be having this discussion. All of that rests on the shoulders, ultimately, of our Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. So, you know, it's been very uncomfortable. And I've tried very carefully not to attack him personally when there have been threats against him or his family. I've stood out against that. Never should there be acts of violence or or threatening rhetoric against him. This is 100% to me about policy. It's about doing the right thing. And he has failed the voters of Georgia on both of those fronts. He has not given us secure elections. And for that, I I believe it's time for him to, to be replaced. Definitely. Yeah. And when it comes to it, like you said, it's all about policy. And what I think is most troubling to me as someone who's been really active in the Stop the Steal movement, I've traveled um, you know, I've been active, of course, here in my home state of Georgia. I've been to the D.C. marches, have spoken there, organized in other states. Uh, and what has been most troubling to me and I've noticed is the faith that has been rocked by so many Americans and their confidence um, in our ability to conduct free and fair elections as a country. Now, if the American people cannot trust our ability to administer free and fair elections, then why should they vote um, is a lot of things that I've been asked, you know, when I'm telling people, hey, go vote for Leffler, go vote for Purdue. And I've been met with, you know, comments like, well, they're just going to steal that one, too. And that's the effect of Raff 
Roethlisberger's burgers in action and his incompetence really um, in the sense that when he refuses to actually do a real signature matching, um, you know, auditing of the ballots, when he took so long to actually do a real recount, all of these people are just throwing their arms, hands up in the air. They're just like, then what does this mean for my vote in the Senate race? But what that cannot diminish is the importance of people voting. You've hit the trail um, for Senators Leffler and Purdue um, because you believe, like I believe, that this is truly going to be a pivotal election that will decide the course in which our country will go. Will we be a socialist nation dominated by open borders and lawlessness, or will we will be a nation that carries on the legacy of President Donald J. Trump that upholds law and order and the rule of law? And so uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing on the trail for, for both of them and, and why you were so passionate about seeing to it that they're both reelected uh, come January. Yeah, listen, it's just what you said. I mean, we are at a crossroads in our country. And, you know, I have said it for years and years, uh, for decades now. It seems like every election. Uh, I'm saying this is the most important election of our lifetime. And I've been very sincere in that. But uh, I've never seen anything like we are dealing with now. Literally, we are facing a national Democratic Party in Washington, D.C., that has swallowed hook, line, and sinker socialism and Marxism as their uh, platform, literally. And it's frightening. We've never kind of seen this type of political uh, change with the momentum behind it that we have these days. So you're looking at an election that has just uh, unbelievable consequences if we don't fight and win for liberty. You know, that has gotten me involved, and your description a moment ago is fully accurate. I've literally been on the campaign trail. I've been on the bus tours. I've been uh, doing everything I can to encourage people to vote and have spoken with hundreds of people, and, yeah, they're fearful that their vote is not going to count, and that is the worst thing that people can do right now is not to vote. We've got to vote. At the same time, we've got to deal with fraud. We cannot sweep this under the rug and pretend as though it did not happen. If we lose free and fair elections in this country, we will ultimately lose our republic. This is what separates us from other nations around the world, that our elections are fair, that only legal ballots are cast and only legal ballots are counted. If we ever lose that, we ultimately are going to lose our republic. So the fight right now is on two grounds. We have got to deal with the fraud issue and, and address it right now as it related to the president uh, and, and make sure it does not happen again on January uh, uh, the 5th as it did on November the 3rd. But then at the same time, we've got to have people go out and vote and overwhelm uh, what uh, potential fraud there may be in this, uh, this next one. I will say there's a lot more eyes out there this next go round. There's a lot more people on the ground. Uh, so although I'm confident there will still be fraud, I think it will be more difficult for them to succeed. Definitely. And even with your efforts on behalf of Senators Leffler and Purdue, you haven't given up fighting for President Trump as well. Actually, you met with the president in a three-hour long meeting strategizing about what will happen when it comes time for Congress to certify the results of the Electoral College. Um, you've already come out and said that you will oppose that certification along with several other members of the Republican caucus within the House, including Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama, Representative Marjorie Greene also of Georgia, in addition to a few others. So kind of tell us how that meeting went and what kind of the game plan is uh, in the weeks that lie ahead. 
Well, it was a very good meeting, and I will say the president, is, he's just a remarkable individual. He uh, still maintains a very high spirit, is very optimistic. He's, as always, very humorous and very personal, uh, but I tell you, he has fight in his belly. He knows that he was robbed of this election, and we do too. Uh, but the meeting yesterday, you know, really the ball is in our court uh, at, at this point as congressmen and women. Uh, the president does not have a vote. We do. So our message to him was one, in essence, that said, Mr. President, this is what we are doing. And we want to assist and we want your assistance in any way we can. But we're fighting this thing and we're going to fight it to the end. And at the end of the day, although the courts have refused to look at these cases of fraud, and I believe in, inappropriately so, how can they look at evidence if they don't take the case? I mean, and, and yet we hear the mainstream media say, there's no evidence, there's no evidence. Well, the, the evidence is there. The fact is the courts have not looked at the evidence because they don't want to look at these cases. Uh, and so uh, we have not been able to have our case in the courts, and so we are now going to have our case in Congress. And this is our opportunity to take the case to the American people, to lay the facts, to lay the evidence out before the American people, as well as before the House of Representatives and the Senate. And hopefully we'll be able to, to move the needle. It's an uphill battle. We all understand that. But this is the, the constitutional tool that we have at this point to take the battle straight open, uh, out loud, uh, both to Congress and to the American people. Gotcha. And so from hearing you describe that, it kind of sounds as if we've reached kind of a new frontier in this fight. You know, as you said, it's not really up to the president, the president anymore. It's not really even up to the courts anymore. It's now really in the hands of Congress completely. And so to some of our listeners who might not be familiar with what the process is, I think a lot of people probably aren't. We kind of found ourselves in a really uncharted territory, which is probably the most 2020 thing ever. There's never, there's been nothing precedented about this year in any way. Um, tell us about what will happen when you lodge your objection um, on the floor of Congress. What is that process going to look like in terms of uh, just procedure and, and, and whatnot, and, and maybe pulling out a, a win for the president? What would that look like? Well, in the first place, this has happened in our nation's past. I believe this, I believe it's happened three times. Uh, and, and interesting too, our constitutional founders gave us a system that if there is a contested election, our court systems are not really set up uh, to accurately deal with election issues like that. It's left up to Congress when it deals with elections regarding the president. Uh, when, when the presidential election is involved, it's left up to Congress. Uh, but what this will look like, the vice president will go, there will be a joint session of Congress, House and Senate. The vice president will start naming states in alphabetical order with their electoral college votes uh, as they have been certified and submitted. If there is an objection, uh, say he goes in alphabetical order, he comes to Arizona, and there will be an objection from Arizona. I believe Paul Gosar is going to do that. And then when it gets to Georgia, I will make that objection for Georgia. But what happens is the vice president will be naming the states, the electoral uh, college votes. When there is an objection, everything stops. If there is a senator to join the, the objection of the House member, then the two chambers, the House and the Senate, will separate. 
Senate will go to their chamber, House will stay in the House chamber, and for two hours, they will debate the objections. At the end of their debate time, they will vote each chamber. And the only way that the ball moves forward for that state is if both chambers uh, decertify and reject the submission of the Electoral College uh, that has been certified by the, the state. So both chambers have to recognize that the, the, this is a, a, an Electoral College presentation that should be rejected. If now there are, in this case, three states that uh, have their electoral votes rejected, then neither one, Biden nor Trump, have 270. And at that point, it will be left to a vote of the House of Representatives. And that would uh, consist of each state having one vote, not each member of Congress, but every state will have one vote. And in that scenario, if it gets there, the president would be in good shape because obviously there are more Republican states than there are Democratic states. It's an uphill battle, but that's the, the basic description of the process. Interesting. That's really interesting. And, and I think it's interesting, too, to learn that this is not an unprecedented action like a lot of people in the media have reported to be. Like, it's happened before in the course of human history, of American history. And it's also a tool that our founding fathers, you know, with incredible foresight as they often have, you know, predicted um, and gave to Congress to employ in, in times like these. Now, what's interesting though is that you mentioned that for a state to be decertified, that it would all that would have to be decertified by both chambers of Congress, so the Senate and the House. Um, so when it comes down to decertifying a state like Georgia, might that meet some resistance in a House controlled by Nancy Pelosi in any way? Absolutely. And that's what makes this such an uphill battle. Uh, because obviously Nancy Pelosi is going to do everything she can to make sure that her uh, Democratic Party will not uh, go along with uh, this. But here's the argument. Here's the argument, and, and, and at least a, a basic argument from me. We've got to get away from the politics, get away from the rhetoric, get away from the partisanship. This is about free and fair elections, period. That's what it's about. And if we lose that right as, as a country, we lose. Everybody loses. And so this is not about Trump. It is not about Biden. It is not about Republican or Democrat. It is about free and fair elections, period. And so we're going to put forth the evidence as to how this election was filled with fraud. That's right. And, and it's definitely my hope that you will find people much like yourself, you know, people who realize that this is not about partisanship, but it's instead about patriotism. And again, the, giving the American people the confidence and faith back that they deserve to have and our ability to conduct elections in this country. Um, because if we don't, as you mentioned earlier in the show, what separates us from countries like Venezuela? What separates us from countries like Cuba, where leaders are installed and not elected? And I think that's why this fight is so important. It's what I say oftentimes when I'm out on the road talking about this, is that this is, this is bigger than Donald Trump. This is bigger than the Republican Party winning or anything like that. This is about folks in my generation who are already cynical about a political process being um, uninfluenced by them, that their vote doesn't matter, basically being able to sh being able to see that it actually does that when you actually fight with conviction and that we actually show some courage about these fights that, and, and we're doing this not because it's easy but because it is hard right and you know and, and last question here it's going to be so important that you that you have some allies in the senate for this to go through we've heard some things from uh, tommy tuberville which have been uh, supportive 
Have you had any conversations with Senators Leffler or Purdue about what they may do come uh, time for this to come up for a vote? Yeah, obviously we're reaching out to both of them uh, and, and those conversations are, are ongoing. Uh, they, they are both very much open. In fact, I think uh, Senator Purdue is, is ready to go. The problem he has technically is he will not be a senator on the, on the 6th. Uh, the term expires on the 3rd and, uh, and then the election is on the 5th. And so he may or may not be certified. Uh, come the the sixth. Uh, Kelly Leffler, on the other hand, is filling the unexpired term of Johnny Isaacson, which uh, that term does not end for another two years. So this election for her is not uh, to take away uh, the Senate term, it's just to say that Georgia is saying, yeah, we want you to finish his term. So she, in either case, will still be the senator on the sixth. So that's kind of a uh, an interesting little twist going on from that perspective. But there are other senators as well uh, that we are all in communication with and contact with, and I have no question uh, that, that we'll, we'll have the senators who will stand with us as we, we move forward with these objections. Definitely, definitely. Well, so Congressman Heiss, thank you so much for everything you're doing um, on behalf of the country. Um, on behalf uh, of our republic and, and, and doing everything that you are to ensure that the American people, again, have their confidence restored, you know, in our, in our country's ability to elect our leaders and to stop this deal. Because as you said, if we allow this type of fraud to happen this election, it'll happen again and again and again, and it'll just never stop. Um, whenever you're running for higher office, let us know. We'd, we'd be happy to support you on that front for sure. Well, thank you, CJ. And thanks for all you're doing. Listen, we're in this together. This is our country. Uh, this is our turf. And we've got to stand for liberty and fight for it and pass it along to your generation and the generations yet to come. So to you, your listeners, your viewers, uh, I just say hats off to everyone on their heroes. And let's get out there and, and let's fight for liberty and let's pass it on to the next generation. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Congressman Heiss. Thank you. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. And welcome back, guys. And that was Congressman Jody Heiss. Uh, You heard from him. uh, The plan that lies ahead in the coming days, a huge, huge event happening uh, in Washington. January 6th, be there. If you don't have plans to be there, make some plans to be there. The president has encouraged all of his supporters to make the trip. And it's for good reason. You know, I hate to borrow anything from the Washington Post, but I've got to say, it's a pretty catchy and good line. They used to say that democracy dies in darkness, right? And there actually is some truth to that statement. You know, the politicians today, I think they need to be reminded about what the American people want from them. And what the American people want from them more than anything right now is not for them to pander or for them to be weak, but them to actually show some conviction. And maybe, just maybe, if the voters who actually elected them sent them there, You know, because the thing about Washington is that these people get elected to Washington and they forget the people that actually put them in the seat that they hold. They forget the people who gave them the title that makes them a senator, that makes them a congressman, because somehow, some way, there's something about Washington, something about Washington that makes people forget why they are where they are. But it's hard to forget when the 5 million people who are the reason of your being, the reason of your importance, the reason of your significance are right outside the Capitol as you vote to determine whether or not you will accept voter fraud in this country or reject it, whether or not you will stand with the president or abandon him. It is hard to abandon ship then. It's hard to disobey and be disloyal to the base that's put you where you were then. And maybe that's the pressure that this Congress needs. It's certainly the pressure that Mitch McConnell shows that he needs because he seems to have forgotten who he serves and which party he is within. Because sometimes I just don't know. But I guess this isn't even about party, right, at this point. I actually tweeted earlier this week. I said both parties have actually fundamentally failed the American people. And I think every single day that becomes more and more clear. The reality of that is starker than ever before. Both parties have long, for far too long, misled the American people into believing that they actually care about us. But what we've seen is weakness from the Republicans. We've seen downright just terrible attempts from the left to remake America into some socialist dystopia. And I've got to say, right now, I got to say, I'm feeling a little bit politically homeless. I'm still conservative, as conservative as ever. Maybe that's why I'm feeling political homeless, because it seems as if the Republican Party has forgotten its roots. It's forgotten how to fight. But I believe that it is still worth saving. I believe that with people like Jody Heiss and others, there is still, there is still light at the end of the tunnel. There is still hope to be had. And it is time for us to take our country back and to take our party back with it. We can do it. And I believe that that next step, that next frontier, it starts in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. It starts, again, with bold visionary leaders like Jody Heiss and the people that are going to join him in the House, folks like Congressman Barry Moore, Congressman Mo Brooks out of Alabama, those folks. It starts with them. 
The marathon continues. The fight goes on. America, we are not giving up on you. We are going to take you back. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you next week. Hey, guys, CJ Pearson here. Join us right here on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts for the same hard-hitting truth because we'll never stop fighting for you. Right here on CJ Pearson Uncensored. CJ Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. From original art and diplomas to ticket stubs and the keys to your first home, we all have mementos we'd love to put on display. FrameBridge is the easy and affordable way to custom frame just about anything, with fair upfront pricing based on the size of your item and fast, free shipping. Plus, your happiness is guaranteed. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started. That's FrameBridge.com.